Fab Lab Podcast, episode 75. Falling down, then following up. Welcome to the Fab Lab, the stone industry's only podcast dedicated exclusively to the business side of your stone shop, where we focus on improving operations inside the business so we can experience more life outside of it. So let's get down to business. Welcome back to another episode the post-Thanksgiving holiday episode of the Fab Lab Podcast. I am your host, Aaron Crowley, and I'm here with my co-host... Wes Rice. Wes, good to be back in the studio with you. Ah, it's great. Good. Uh, had a good break, and good to be back. Yeah, I'm excited to be on this topic, but for maybe a different reason today <laughs> than I was two weeks ago when we planned to do this episode. So, uh, I got a, a little comment I want to make before we get started here. I'm okay. going to give you... I've decided to change the name of the Fab Lab Podcast. It's no longer going to be called the Fab Lab Podcast. Okay, this is the first time hearing about it. Okay. Here's your two options. Failing publicly or failing in public. Can I get some context in why you chose both <laughs> those? So, today's topic, today's episode, weeks in advance, we had wrote out we we're going to do a three series, three, you know, three-part series on sales, following up with Jeffrey Grand's interview talking about sales and and up sales and that kind of thing. So, two episodes ago or episode 74, Canary in the Coal Mine, we talked about quote volume being the Leading indicator. It's telling us what our businesses are going to do a month from now, two months from now. Thinking, well, then the natural, you know, the, the very next, if you've quoted it, well, the next step in the sales process is to follow up on it. So I thought, well, naturally, we'll do an episode on following up. In fact, the title of this episode was originally going to be called Follow Up or Fall Down. But in lieu of the events of this last week, I had to change the title to Falling Down and then Following Up because we <laughs> failed here, the irony, the it's just so interesting how they say that truth is stranger than fiction. You know, life sometimes imitates art. Sometimes the topics I'm intending to discuss here on the Fab Lab podcast, it turns out we're dealing with problems on that topic, like real time. And so that really, I'm not going to change the name of the Fab Lab podcast. Okay, but okay. I feel like it, it, it's like. But to be transparent, to be completely honest, I thought, what, what? I mean, what are the odds we would have had it on the schedule, on the spreadsheet to talk about this? Episode 75, follow up. I was going to have this story all queued up. We talked about it like two weeks ago, this great story. And then reality hits in our business. And it's just like, wow. A self-fulfilling prophecy? I, I guess so. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to share what happened in the business over the last three weeks, and it relates directly to the follow-up task within the business and, quite frankly, the consequences of it. And more than that, we're going to talk about the response to it. So in a sense, we're still going to deal with the topic, the topic of following up, but in a different way than I had originally intended to. And so, ladies and gentlemen, fans, the Fab Lab podcast, if there's any doubt that we uh, we don't have this all figured out now you know um i'm considering changing the name of the podcast to failing publicly because it's just <laughs> it's, I, to that point. It, it's hard man this is hard so in all honesty and all transparency and all uh humility um we're going to talk about it um but we're also going to talk about the response because this will be corrected and a response i think is what is probably the most important and then the results in the following days and weeks are going to validate whether or not our response was adequate or the right one. And so I'm excited to talk about this topic today because it's one of those cause and effect activities in the business. It is, it is literally like a lever. If you pull the lever, there is a absolute incontrovertible outcome 
If you don't, there's also an outcome, which is negative. And so that's what's, what's cool about this particular principle, this particular task. Um, it, it's not cool to fail at the management of this task and, and then have to admit that. But, you know, whatever. This, this, this should be nothing new. should be no surprise to anybody listening to this episode. <laughs> so we're going to get to that. But before we do, I want to mention a word from our sponsor. So, Wes, who is our sponsor this week? Our sponsor is Moraware. Moraware. Ladies and gentlemen, fans of the Fab Lab podcast, it's our newest sponsor. Mm-hmm. Uh, but interestingly enough, it's a product, it's a service, it's a, it's a program that we have used in our stone shop for about 15 years. And I, ironically, the way in which we use it relates unbelievably well to the topic today because it is integral to our follow-up system our ability to manage all the quotes that we do to keep track of all the conversations that are had in following up with those quotes and then the process of converting those quotes into jobs it is such a streamlined such an efficient such an organized tool it's an application a web application so ladies and gentlemen if you're not familiar with Moraware, if you quote jobs and then sell them and then schedule them and then install them so you need to go visit moraware.com check out their website check out this service contact Moraware. they have fantastic sales reps fantastic support have them do an online demo for you. They can step in, just like my original conversation with one of the owners, Harry Hollander from Moraware, took over my computer and did a demo for me right before my eyes, and I literally bought right then. The power of Moraware is that you can quote jobs within this system. You can organize those quotes. You can keep a bird's eye view of those quotes. You can upload the drawings and attach them to those quotes. When you follow up on those quotes, you can keep track of the notes, the conversations that you have with the customer. And when you close that sale, because you're following up and because you have all that information at your disposal, you can then convert that quote automatically into a sale or a job. And so you don't have all that double entry. It's not like you're transposing or converting Excel spreadsheets or Word documents. Now we got to put it into this. It is an automatic transfer and that job then is ready to go into production for your scheduling. It, it is such a powerful program. It doesn't matter if your company is big or small. If you are fabricating granite or quartz countertops, you are quoting, you are selling, you are scheduling, and you're installing and this program makes that so much easier. And so, ladies and gentlemen, if you're not familiar, if you haven't had a demo by Moraware, you need to contact them today. Visit Moraware.com to do so. So, back to this topic, following up. <laughs> We're actually going to mention Moraware probably throughout the course of this conversation <laughs> because it's related. We actually use it for that purpose. But I want to back up a little bit and, t- and tell the story just to kind of set this topic in its full context years ago when I first started quote 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 I'd quote these jobs quote these jobs I'd get really busy where I struggled was was to have a system in place to where I could follow up with them consistently I was quoting consistently I was following up very inconsistently and when that stack of quotes that I had done had got to the point where I just couldn't ignore it anymore well then I'd start calling through them and quite frankly I hated bid follow-up it was always the fear. It's like, well, as long as it's a quote in that stack, there's still the possibility we might close it. They might pick up the phone and call me and tell me I got a new job. But if I call them and they say no, then I have to take that quote out of the stack and it's a no. And, and I was always just troubled by that. And so I always struggled with that. And anyway, so one time I was down visiting my uncle and I happened to mention this. Now, my uncle is a very, very, very successful businessman, had been in sales all his life. A lot of their success came from his sales background just... 
And I was down there picking something up. I can't remember what it was. And it wasn't, we weren't talking business, but I mentioned, you know, Uncle Dennis, I got this. I struggle. I do all these. He's asked me how the business is going. I, I, I struggle with following up with people. I'd never been in sales before. I had never held a sales position. I had never had any formal sales training. And when I mentioned what I just mentioned, Lots of quotes to stack there without following. I'll never forget this. Sitting in his office and he got really serious and almost annoying. This is a lifetime sales guy, business guy. He said, you're a damn fool. Now, my uncle, that's not how, that was, and because my uncle, who he is, that was so jarring to me. To this day, probably 19 years later, it is still vivid. And it was, it was that wake-up call. It was that shock to my system. Like, my uncle just called me a damn fool. So uncharacteristic of him. But in his, from his sales background, the gravity of what I was telling him and what it, meant, it didn't mean anything to him, but it was what it meant for my own success and what it meant for the, the existence of the business. If you don't follow up, you don't have sales or you don't have enough sales or you're going to have fewer sales. And he called me a damn fool. Mm. Here's why I think he, he made that statement. One, I think it was to shock me into recognizing the gravity of what I was doing, really what my habit had become. But number two... Here's some facts about, you know, not following up. Number one, it's really expensive to generate leads. There is an, no matter how you look at it, there is a cost associated with having somebody contact you, you taking the time to meet with them, to hear what they've got, you know, going on, to quote the job and then to send the quote. There is, there is time. And if you're advertising, then there's money invested. It's really expensive to generate a quote. And so number one, if you're not following up, you are, you are spending money and not getting any return on it. And, and that's, and number two, you're not closing sales. And here was what was so common. And we hear this all the time. This is a fact, I think currently, by the time you do get around to calling people, when you do call them, we already went, in fact, our counters are already done. And it's like, how did that much time go by? So much time went by. They were ready to buy. They were buying countertops. And obviously they were buying countertops because they already bought them. And because I didn't follow up, I did the quote. But they weren't the kind of customer to call back and say, hey, what's going on? I'm ready to go. And you know what? That delay led to a, an opportunity for a, a competitor to follow up and close the sale. And in many cases, do the job and collect before I even got around to following up. And so that's this other fact. If you don't follow up, you will lose sales. So why do you think people might not follow up? I think a lot of people don't have a system, number one. And that's what my uncle showed me. He actually he, he pulled out what he called a tickler file. I had never heard that before, but it was this um, folder that had 31 slots in it. And he was quoting, they, they were in a completely different industry, completely different business. And as, as the boss, he still did a lot of sales. And so he'd have a quote and he would write the date on that. And if it was the second of the month, it went in the second slot. And so every day, whatever day it was, hey, today's the second. He'd look through them, all the quotes that had gone out on the second. He'd pull those out. He'd call through them and follow up on them. Put him back and he'd make notes on the quote. So we have a, number one, I think most people don't have a system. I didn't have a system. And number two, I didn't really understand. I mean, I, I subconsciously knew, but, but really I didn't understand the full gravity of what I was missing out on by not having a follow-up system in place. Um, and, and number two, it's the organization. It's, it's if you're just doing quotes willy-nilly and you've got no place to put them, they're, they're scattered. They're all over the place. You know, there's no rhyme or reason as to how they're organized or kept track of or ordered. 
it makes it really hard to to, to thumb through those and, and, and follow up with them in any sort of consistent manner. So that would be my response. And there may be others, but but really that was true for me. So we basically adopted his tickler file concept and changed it a little bit for our business. And to this day, you know, 18, 19 years later, we still in effect use the same concept, the same way of ordering, the same way of uh, the same method of, of consistently and systematically following up on quotes until they don't get followed up on, which is really the situation that we're finding ourselves in right now. And so I mentioned at the beginning this topic of how we'd failed. And so I'm going to tell another story now. That was my first brush with follow-up. We have a follow-up system in place. It's a very dialed-in system. We, we follow up the day after the quote is sent, always one day. If we don't hear from them, we follow up three days later. And if we don't hear from them, we follow up two days later, which is five days after the quote. So it, within five days, we have followed up with the customer three times. After that, if we have had no response from the customer, then we initiate an automatic email sequence that goes out to them and hopefully reminds them when they're ready to buy. So real time, here we are today, November 2019. We have a change of personnel in the office. Our sales manager has to sort of take a step back from sales to deal with another area. And so for about two and a half, three weeks, the latter part of November, he's not overseeing our sales meetings. In fact, sales meetings or daily sales meetings kind of cease for the time being. And in that two and a half, three week period of time, one of our sales reps follow up completely broke down. And so you, a la this week, first week of December, I look at a sales report and I go, looking at what, at, talking about last episode, <laughs> quote <laughs> volumes, closed sales, mm-hmm. five week calendar. I look at the, I look at the quote volume for November. Okay, it's adequate. I look at closed sales and I go, mm. oh my gosh, code red. What's going on here? Sales are way off. Well, in short, in the absence of those daily sales meetings taking place and in the absence of having a documented written procedure for this new salesperson, one of our salespeople, when the sales manager was engaged, they were doing daily sales meetings. They were talking about every lead and they were following up on them. Sales were being made. As soon as that mechanism was removed, meaning the sales manager taking a step back and those daily sales meetings not being performed every day, it's just, it's like taking your foot off the gas. You take the foot off the gas, the thing slows. It just, boo. And so that follow-up had diminished significantly for this one position. We lost sales. And I will guarantee, now we're on it already. We had a, we had a department-wide meeting this morning discussing this. And we're going to talk about the response to this as well. Guaranteed. There's going to be follow-up made on those leads that occurred during the month of November that weren't followed up on. I absolutely guarantee we will have called people by the end of today who will have already hired another fabricator because we didn't follow up in time. It's absolutely that critical that you follow up, that you have a systematic approach to making sure that once that quote is sent, your quote volume being your leading indicator, now the sale actually being the lifeblood of the business. If you're not following up, I'm not going to go as far as my uncle's, you know, went with me, but I'm going to say the fact is if you don't, there are going to be jobs that you would have otherwise had on your schedule. Somebody else is going to get them. Your competitor is going to benefit from your lack of attention. Here we are. As soon as I see that sales report, I call or I chat with our sales manager. Dude, do you see the sales report for the last two and a half weeks in November? This is not good. Now, it's correctable because we know that follow-up works. So we print a list of every single lead that that particular salesperson was responsible for. I said, print that off. I want it 
right now we met with her and we put a plan together to start following up like pronto, like yesterday. It is time to get on the phone with these people right now and start following up. Well, there had been some breakdown because we didn't have the order of operations. In the absence of the documentation, it broke down without that oversight. And we got exactly what was predictable. If you don't have your expectations crystal clear, documented, assigned to the position, this is what you get. You get a, a worse result. And so there's three questions that you really need to ask on this topic of follow-up. Number one, who? Or in the less chaos, more cash concept, what position in the company is going to be responsible for the follow-up? That's number one, because it could be unclear. Number two, when does the follow-up occur? Now, we follow up very differently with contractors. Because if they, we call them the day after we send the quote, now we might ask, you know, did you get the quote? But to call them then three days later and go, hey, have you caught that? It's like, I haven't even put the whole proposal together for the homeowner yet. So I don't have the job yet. Don't call me. It's a completely different sales cycle. And so each, you know, depending on your market, that frequency and that timing is going to, is going to differ. But for our retail business, the when is, is this. We make the first follow-up call the business day following the day the quote was sent. If we don't hear from them, we send them an email. I mean, if, they, we don't, if we don't talk to them, we send them an email following up. Hey, just want to let you know, we sent your quote yesterday. I just called and left you a voicemail. If you have any questions about your quote, call me, email me. We're here to help. If two more days goes by, this is the third day following the quote, we call again. If they don't answer, we leave a voicemail. We send them an email, and then we do that one more time fifth day out so it's the third follow-up call now what's interesting that so that's the when we are establishing it's not up to the salesperson and here's where we here's where it broke down the salesperson used their discretion <laughs> as to when they felt it was eh, probably got some time it's the holidays no one's gonna be making decisions i don't know what the rationale was all i know is that the follow-up didn't get done for two and a half three weeks in november and we are seeing it. It's, it's evident in the sales. And, and so that's the second component to follow up. If you're going to follow up on bids and not fall down, <laughs> the when, that's got to be a dictated, consistent, repeatable frequency that's appropriate for the customer so that you stay on top and you don't give your competitor time to sneak in there and, you know, steal the sale, close the sale before you've had a chance to get there. So, then there's the what. And, and when I mean this, so you got the who, what position, you got the when, what is the frequency, the timing that you're going to follow up with people. And then you've got the what. What does the process look like? This gets to the documentation side of bid follow-up itself. So when we first started, we had a three-ring binder that all the quotes went in. And then we would make, it had five tabs on it, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And originally when we first started, we would follow up with the customer um, if we quoted it on Monday, we put it in the Monday slot, kind of like my uncle's system, but much shorter. So we'd follow up on that Monday. And then we, we had a protocol. You'd write whatever the note was that the customer, if they didn't answer, you'd write, you know, didn't answer, um, left a, uh, wrote an email. And then you put it back in the, 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 the Monday tab. The next Monday rolls around. All the quotes that were done on those Mondays, you pull all those out, and those are the ones that you follow up on. Because you really only need to follow up once a week. That, that was our that was our strategy at the time so that that was the pro there was a process there was a formal protocol for this this what the, the whole the whole system itself so the quotes went into the binder there was a rhyme and reason for where they went if it was quoted on Monday it went into the Monday tab and then every Monday you pulled all the quotes in the Monday tab 
and you followed up with them. The other protocol was you wrote the note on the quote, and then after three follow-up calls, we would pull it out of there and we'd put it in the catalog and say, hey, we called them three times. If they're not responding in three weeks with three follow-up calls, you know what? And every now and then one of those people would call us back six months down the road and say, hey, you know, you quoted us. Today, our system looks very different because of the fact that we have MoraWare. It's all electronic. We do the quote within MoraWare, um, but there's still a system. There is still a process. And here's what I had to go through and document this morning. As soon as we came out of our sales meeting, I had to acknowledge this. This is not the salesperson's fault. This isn't our sales manager's fault. At the end of the day, fellow fabricators, ladies and gentlemen, if something isn't getting done in your business, it's your fault. It is your responsibility. <laughs> and I, I had to I had to just own this. Once again, this outcome that we've experienced is because of my failure to follow the principles that I know to work. And I handed it off to someone who was capable. And when there was a overseer in that position, it worked great for about three months. In fact, her sales were above average. But as soon as we removed that one component of that daily oversight, it just dissipated instantaneously. Had we had this documentation, I believe it would have continued much more effectively even in the absence of our sales manager's oversight. So the, the what? You send the quote. This is a, a thumbnail sketch of our current system. And ladies and gentlemen, if you'd like to see the actual document, which I then took into my sales manager, and I said, this is where we failed. I won't mention his name. This is where we failed. This is where we got to get back to. Monday morning, we got to talk with the salesperson and say, this is what we should have done from the beginning. <laughs> we need to remove all the lack of clarity. From now on, going forward, this is the protocol there's going to be no questions. And whether there is a sales meeting, whether there's a sales manager looking over your shoulder or not, this has to be followed. So what does that what look like for our sales follow-up? Um, and ladies and gentlemen, I'll just make this offer. If you want to visit AaronCrowley.com, click the connect. You can get my, you can send me an email. I will send you this Word doc, this actual real-time the formal document that my sales manager is editing right now and updating for final, <laughs> you know, introduction to our salesperson on Monday. Um, I'll send you a copy of it just so you can see it. It's, you know, this is all audio, so it's a little hard to maybe conceptualize or visualize what this document looks like. So if you're interested in, in, in what a follow-up procedure looks like, we call it the order of operations. It's got a number of interesting components. We talk about them. It's the exact essence of what we talked about in Less Chaos, More Cash. It's got the department, it's got the position. It's got the result statement. To close highly qualified retail sales opportunities by conveying our eight standards of excellence, which is our sales presentation, and effective follow-up. That's the result. We wanna close good, set, good leads with our presentation and good follow-up. Then we have our seven essential expectations. And you know what I did? I basically just brainstormed the things that didn't happen. Here was something that came out of that conversation. Very interesting. I added this at the very end. This is a brand new essential expectation for follow-up. We never prejudge a prospect because I heard this salesperson saying as we were discussing her lead list and sort of the, the reality that she hadn't been following up with them. Oh, well, I we're never going to get that sale anyway. Mm. Oh, well, really? So one conversation, you sent the quote. Now, is that just an excuse for why you didn't follow up? No matter what, no, you know what it costs us to generate that lead? And you know how much time you spent going out there, making a presentation, doing the quote and sending it? And now we're going to just say, well, we weren't going to get that sale anyway. Uh-uh. So that's a, 
an expectation that will be communicated, not beaten over the head like a club, but hey, look, we don't prejudge prospects. That's a surefire way of losing sales because you're not going to follow up if you don't think they're going to buy. What's the point of calling if, I, if I'm already convinced myself that they're not going to buy? Why waste my time? No. My expectation is that every single solitary quote gets followed up with the same way. I don't care if they're living in a manufactured home and they told you that the quote was too expensive. You still follow up according to the what? The system. So ladies and gentlemen, if you'd like to see this document, um, email me, go to AaronCrowley.com, go to the connect button. It's right at the top of the, or, you know, it's at the homepage. Hit connect. You can fill out the form, email me, say you want a copy of our order of operations for on-site sales and follow up and I'll send it to you. Um, so, but continuing, what does that follow-up look like now? Today, we've changed it because of the competitive nature. We no longer wait a week or five days to the following Monday to follow up, to make our first follow-up call. It's the first business day following the quote, the third day, and the fifth day. So, within five business days, we will have called, left a voicemail, and emailed every prospect three times. But here's the other thing that we've discovered. And ladies and gentlemen, if you're not real good at following up right now, or you'd like to do better at it, this is a fact. I know it's a fact, obviously, because I just admitted that our company hasn't been doing a very good job of it. So we fall into this category. But the rest of the time, we kill bid follow-up. It is one of the it's one of the reasons we've been so successful at the retail level is because we are so ruthless when it comes to follow up. And this is a new salesperson in this role. It's only been only been in it for two three months. We hear all the time in our follow up. Oh my gosh, I've talked to like three other fabricators, and you're the first person to send me the quote, much less the first person to follow up with me. Now we also hear people that oh yeah they we we hired somebody else. So it's not that nobody's following up, but it is really common that customers get three quotes and nobody calls them back. That's just low-hanging fruit. All you got to do is pick up the phone and go, hey, I got an open date. You want to reserve it? Easy as that. Lot, and, and, and you can just simply following up differentiates you from the competition, um, especially right now when everybody's so busy. So, so yeah, that's the what. So, but here, here's, it's more than that. We got a document. This is where we, we fell down, in essence. The documentation wasn't happening either. So within our system, there is a very clear protocol, and you see it in the steps. We have it outlined. You make the call according to the date. If they don't answer, you leave a voicemail. Here's the script. Sent you a quote yesterday. Just want to make sure that you got it and to see if you had any questions. That's it. It is scripted. That is the call. So in our process, in our protocol, if they don't answer and you leave a voicemail, you then send them an email follow-up. That's part of the system. As soon as you do that, you create the task on your calendar. Okay, they didn't answer and I had to send an email, so I'm gonna put, it's, it's Friday, that means Tuesday. I'm gonna put a reminder on my calendar in Outlook to call this customer so that five days doesn't go by before I call them again because it's one, three, and five. On the third day, that's gonna pop up and it, can, it repeats itself. Now, before you are done, Here's what it says. Make first bid follow-up call, number eight. Ask if they received quote. Do they have any questions? If no, if they don't answer, leave a voicemail, send an email follow-up. Create task on calendar for second follow-up, three business days out. And then number 11, this is the next step in the process. Make notes in BFU. The bid follow-up field that we created in MoraWare is where the salesperson puts the notes. And we have a protocol for that. It's the date. 
They put TT if they talked to the person. They put LVM if they left a voicemail. If it's TT, then there's a brief description of what the conversation was. And then if you talk to them, you ask them, when would you like me to follow up? You put the preferred follow-up date in the notes. So anyway, anybody can then go back into that. You don't have to rely on the salesperson trying to remember whether or not they followed up with the prospect. How many times did they follow up with the prospect? What did the prospect say? Because after 20, 30 quotes, you cannot remember. But because we have this protocol, the what, the what is, is you make that notation, you leave that note so you can forget about it until it pops up on your Outlook calendar the next time. And then you call them again. The process repeats itself. You call, leave the voicemail, send the email, make your notes in the bid follow-up field, close it out, schedule your next call, and then you get down to the bottom. And after three follow-up calls, the first, the third, and the fifth day after the quote, we then put them into an email sequence that automatically sends them a series of like, I don't know, eight emails or six emails or something where we don't have to think about it. And hopefully if they're really serious, it'll remind them and they'll respond. So that's the what. You've got the who, i.e. the position, sales rep. You've got the when, that is the timing. That's the frequency. That is up to us to dictate how many follow-up calls we're going to make before we write it off or before we close the sale. And number three is to what? What is the process? There's got to be a systematic way of organizing the bids, keeping track of the notes in an orderly fashion so that you can maintain this and optimize it. And it's just like you said, there's a consistency to it. There's a rhythm established. You get into that groove and it's just, you just do it every day. There's a pattern that repeats itself. And if you do that, (laughs) the big if you won't experience what we've experienced heading into December with slightly softer sales because our sales were off at the end of November because of our lack of bid follow-up that resulted by my failure to make sure that our sales manager had this document in place with this new salesperson. Winston Churchill's famous quote, I've got this poster, success is the ability to move from one failure to the next with no loss of enthusiasm. Yeah, this is a failure. Failing in public, ladies and gentlemen, fellow fabricators, you'd think we'd have this figured out by now. But once again, it demonstrates reality. And once again, it demonstrates the response. The response wasn't to fire the salesperson. The response wasn't to berate the salesperson. The response was, we failed to make this absolutely crystal explicit clear. And now we've got the document, sales managers reviewing the rough draft. Monday morning, here it is. You want to continue in this role? This is the process. This is the expectation. And I guarantee to you, we will see an instantaneous and immediately measurable improvement to our close ratio. Guaranteed. It's it's that cause and effect. So ladies and gentlemen, that's bid follow-up. To answer you know, the, the, the question, what comes after quotes, <laughs> the leading indicator, the, the nature of our canary in the coal mine episode 74, it's follow-up. Um, and if you don't follow up, your sales will fall down. You take your foot off the gas, the car slows down. There's just there's just no getting around that fact. And so if you're going to the effort, you're going to the expense of generating leads and quoting jobs, yeah, gotta have a system in place to to follow up so you can close them. Happy December! Here we are, last month of the year. Christmas is almost upon us, and we're closing out this year and getting ready for a brand new one to start. Wow! So glad that you tuned in. Want to remind you to support our sponsors. And in this episode, moreaware.com, of course. Support our other sponsors. And if you'd like to see a copy of our document for bid follow-up, visit AaronCrowley.com. Click the Connect button. You can send me a message. I will respond with an email with this Word document for you to use. You can edit it. You can just see what it looks like. 
to whatever extent it's helpful for your business, I'd love to pass this along so that you don't fall down <laughs> in your follow-up. While you're at AaronCrowley.com, you can take the Stone Shot Business Survey, and you can also check out how you and I might work together. If there's some things in your business you'd like to work on, improve, if you'd like some help, if you'd like some assistance, uh, I'd love to talk to you about that so you can connect with me there as well on the Work With Me page. So ladies and gentlemen, Wes, another great topic, another dose of reality in the, in the Stone Shop, in the business. Uh, we, we press on. We move on from one failure to the next with no loss of enthusiasm. Oh, it's been a long week, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, so glad that you decided to tune in. Just know that we'll be back with you next week, and until then, happy family.